Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, we're getting right into it with a great interview. You'll want to stick around for some surprises, including our patron saint of the Guitar Dads Podcast, Joe Bonamassa. Also, a really cool rigged rundown with our guest, who also lets us in on some secrets from his time playing on not one, but three, keeping the blues alive at sea cruises. Now, it's time to get Fired up and fuzz-faced. Here are the guys, Matt and Dave. Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. And welcome to the pod. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is episode 54. You know, last week, Dave, I said it was episode 52, and it was really episode 53. And my friend Tim called us out. Thanks for that, Tim. Shout out to you. So Call- we have to re- do we have to re-record it now? We might, but you know, <sighs> it's, it's it's what it is. I, I didn't have my episodes right, but this is episode 54, and it is a very special one with it our guest. Yes, a very special one. So I don't think we should waste any more time. So without further ado, let's get right into the interview. All right, tonight we are thrilled to be joined by Henry James. He is the guitarist for a killer rock band out of Southern California, Robert John and the Wreck. Our listeners are very familiar with these guys because we've talked about them so much before on the show. But tonight we get to take a deep dive and really get to know what these guys are all about. So with six studio albums under their belts and a soulful mix of Southern rock and blues, these five dudes have been rocking stateside and overseas since 2011. They're about to embark on another European tour in a few months. So, Henry, thanks so much for taking some time out for the Guitar Dads. How are you? I'm great, man, and thank you for having me. It's a it's a pleasure to be on here and talk about gear. I love nothing more than uh, just chatting about what I love to do. Oh, so that's thanks awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. You come to the right place if you want to talk about gear. And we are going to get to gear. <laughs> yes, we, we are going to get to gear. But, yeah, we'd love to kind of hear about the band. Like like Dave said, we've taught we, – yeah. one, one, one of the things on this podcast, one of the themes of this podcast is keep rock alive. Because right. people – there's people out there that are like, oh, you know, especially older people. It's not like we're like young guys. But <laughs> there's older people that are like, ah, oh, you know, rock is dying. You know, there's no good bands anymore. And we're like, no, no, no. <laughs> There's all kinds of incredible bands out there and you guys, Absolutely. and you got, we came across you guys and we were like, Oh man, like this is, <laughs> this is, this, these guys, you know, these guys are doing it right. These guys are doing it right. So we're so trying, we, so we like to tell our, you know, our people about this and, and spread the word of rock and roll. Absolutely. So and that's what you guys are doing. You're spreading the gospel. We're, we're trying, man. <laughs> we're- <laughs> so yeah. We're, so we're what, definitely trying. I'd love to hear about the kind of origins of the band you know, how you guys got going. It seems like you sure. guys have, you know, I know you guys are out there touring hard, but it seems like you guys have had some success, a lot of success. Sure. Um, so yeah, if you got you know, give us a little, uh, you know, history. Well, so yeah. I can't, I can't speak in great detail about the very beginning because I wasn't there. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, the, the beginning is basically that Robert, Robert, John and yep. uh, um, the drummer, Andrew and our keyboard player, Steve, we're all kind of running in the same circles around, uh, say, 2010, 2011, I think, and going to college and stuff like that. And okay. um, 
basically initially they were sort of backing him up. Steven and, and Andrew were backing Robert up and um, eventually it kind of evolved into more of like a fully fledged rock band. Um, and, and I guess, you know, they just started touring heavily and uh, got connected with some other people. And I didn't, I didn't really know about them um, until around, I would say 2014 or 2015. Okay. Uh, from my perspective, um, a buddy of mine told me about them. was like, Oh dude, they're like the Almond brothers. They, you know, they rip, you got to check them out. They're like, they're local guys. And I became a fan immediately. I was a fanboy before I was in the band. And, oh, okay. Uh, awesome. Okay. That's cool. And, uh, I, I had heard about them because I found out that they had done a little tour with rival sons who I was a fan of, oh, uh, or still, we love still am a fan of. They're they like one of a, our favorite bands. They're incredible. I love those guys, man. Yeah. They're, they're incredible. Um, and we actually got to do, uh, a little, kind of one-off thing with Todd, the keyboard player of that band. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And for, for Steve, uh, Steve plays with Toto, and Todd played keys with us on this last, uh, the the Keeping the Blues Alive cruise. And we'll get more to that, but basically... Oh, yeah, I'd love I, to hear about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I want to finish this story, though. Yeah, um, please, So yeah. basically, I, I was, I'm a bit younger than the rest of the guys in the band. I'm about five years younger than everybody else. Okay. And... Um, I, I had heard of them and, you know, they were already kind of local legends in my eyes. I already looked up to them a bunch and, um, the local, one of the local promoters, uh, at this venue called the Wayfarer, um, in Costa Mesa, which is about 10 minutes down the street from where I live. I'm in Huntington beach. Okay. Um, texted me about the possibility of being interested in doing a, a Halloween set. Cause they used to do this thing. Um, I I'm sure they'll start doing it again, but kind of this thing where local bands would get together and they'd learn, you know, a set of uh, a whole, you know, a famous band or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I wanted to do Jimi Hendrix. I I've played, been playing Jimi Hendrix's songs for forever. And uh, I really awesome. wanted to, I've always wanted to do a tribute set. I want to do it again. Um, but at the time I was like very, very into the Hendrix thing. And um so he let me on the bill and the headliner for the bill was Robert John the wreck. And I was all psyched to meet them and play with them and stuff. And, um, they seemed to think very highly of what I had done. And I hit it off with them, uh, particularly Steve, uh, just hit it off with him. And he started inviting me to sit in with him at his gigs. And then the, the eventually the band started inviting me out to do jams with them. And, um, I sort of kind of became like, a sixth member in a way because at mm. the time they already had a lead guitar player uh this guy named chris butcher who is still doing stuff locally now he kind of has his own band now and oh, okay uh, we're, we're all friends and stuff everything's cool actually yeah. we're playing a show with him coming up here oh uh, that's cool oh, cool oh, and that's uh and um yeah so so basically i was friends with them and i i played a few shows with them we even did an eagles tribute set where i was an extra lead guitar player and <laughs> That was awesome. super duper fun. We did like the actual, like the Hotel California thing live, me and, and Chris. And oh, it's great. Did all that's kinds awesome. of like trading licks and things like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and uh, about four and a half years ago, I got a call from Chris and he said, Hey, there's this gig I can't make. And um, he didn't make it to that one. And then they were sort of like, We don't know. We don't really know what's going on with Chris. And, and they're like, You know, would you be down to do another gig with us? And I'm like, Yeah. And they're, and they're kind of like, Yeah. So Chris kind of like quit basically. So we need a guitar player and we have to go to Europe in about four months and play the biggest show we've ever played. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and I was like, Pressure. I, okay. 
I guess I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's and, awesome. um, and I, you know, I, I had wanted to be in a legit touring band, but I just didn't really have it together with anybody. I'd done some tours here and there and, you know, small time stuff with other local bands kind of going out to like um, Arizona and Colorado and things like that, but never like going to Europe or anything like that. So it was sort of like a trial by fire thing. It was sort oh, of I like, bet. all right, here's the tunes, you know, we're going to rehearse for the next two months and, you know, you have a whole, basically a whole style to learn because I'd never, um, I'd never done uh, what I'm more familiar with now, which is I, I use like a, a slide on the pinky finger and do hybrid slide standard yeah. playing, which is, which is yes. a big part of the sound. Um, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I'd never done that before. So it was sort of like teaching myself how to do this thing, um, and and it worked out and the uh the tour manager seemed to like it and all the fans seemed to like it uh, out in europe and it stuck and it seemed like i had passed the audition so and here we are four years later oh and, man uh, wow what a killer story man that's great. yeah it was it was pretty insane man it was sort of like okay i guess i'm in this band now that i like <laughs> kind of idolized for you know the last couple of years i guess i'm their guitar player now this is weird that's crazy. Um, that what a great story. But can you? That's that's kind of amazing. So it sounds like you were kind of, kind of play, playing around in the scene. Like, what's your background? Yeah. Like, how did like how did you get into this scene? <laughs> um, I so I went to high school at uh, Huntington Beach High School. Okay, which is actually so you grew right up down the over street. There. Yeah, I okay. grew up here. Yeah, uh, it's about. It's actually I actually live really close to where I went to high school at the moment. Oh, okay, um, cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, but there was a music program at the high school that I was enrolled in. It was like an extracurricular program because um, I had started playing guitar uh, around sixth or seventh grade and got into all the you know Led Zeppelin and Hendrix and all that stuff. Van Halen. My dad showed me um, Eruption when I was about twelve, and awesome. I just completely destroyed my brain and i was yeah, like, yeah, like as, you and everybody else right as i it didn't does. know yeah. you could do that as it does i didn't know you could do that with a guitar i'd never heard that before and i was like i gotta i gotta get me one of those and um <laughs> they were gracious enough to get me an electric guitar for christmas and shortly afterwards i started taking uh lessons from this guy john sawson who is uh still touring and and he's i think he just did a tour with Casey Musgraves. Oh, wow. As one of her oh, wow. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. 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 Um, so I learned from him for the first couple of years and then kind of, uh, I, 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 I was, <laughs> I, I almost failed high school <laughs> because I was <laughs> playing guitar too much. So they were oh. like, all right, no more lessons. Like you need to like focus on school so you don't drop out. And really? Um, yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, so basically, yeah, I was in this, uh, extracurricular program in high school for music and I just sort of really, uh, came into my own through it. Um, my director was very awesome. supportive and, uh, for my senior year, I, I even directed one of the shows we did. We used to, we did three shows a year that we would rehearse and we would do about two and a half to three hours of material. Um, and there were like a hundred kids in the program that would, you know, each kid would kind of get the, the singers would each get their own feature on one song and then all the instrumentalists would play for about two or three songs. And wow. uh, my senior year, we did this thing called retro festival, which was like um, all the hippie music, 67 to like 70 um, Buffalo Springfield, the doors, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash, all that good stuff. 
Oh, nice. And um, that wow. was like my that was like my final, you know, senior project basically was as the musical director for that show. That's awesome. Um, That's killer. So there was, you go. So, so, so you ended up doing great in school in the end. <laughs> well, the funny thing about that, too, is we we one of the songs we did was Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. And yeah, the tech killer. team figured out how to sync up um, this this uh, this screen behind us to a click track with the music. So oh. it was the footage of Jimi Hendrix playing Hey Joe at Monterey Pop. And it's the one where he plays with his teeth. So I was like, oh, I got to do that now. Like, I have to do that now. So I wow. played the solo with my teeth, you know, not well, but I did, I did the thing. <laughs> oh, that's, that's crazy. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> it impressed everybody. And, uh, and I had, like, missed a bunch of school because I was going through some stuff at the time. And uh, I go to the office. I have, like, I, I think there's about six weeks left of school. And I have, like, 11 Saturday schools racked up from oh, and not going to school. And the office of the lady, you know, she looks at me and immediately her face lights up and she goes, oh, you were so good in that show. Let's see if we can help you out. Goes through select all Saturday schools, delete. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <see. laughs> very nice. Show really paid yeah. off, man. That's yeah. very nice. So then, so yeah. then like, so then after high school, you just were in the scene. You were, you yeah, were I was it. just, yeah. I started a band with a couple of my friends and, um, yeah. and we just, we just would book any you know it's that that early early time in life when you're yeah. you know you just want to play and so we'd play anywhere and wow. we started playing at dive bars and um yep. just just kind of going out on a limb and inviting other older local bands to play with us and through that oh, we sort of met you know people that know you know you really kind of it all comes down to meeting one or two people yeah and it then it's just this proliferation of meeting all these different people and so within you know i would say a year and a half to two years after that, I had already been very, you know, well connected in the Orange County music scene, and yep. uh, among those people were the guys in Robert John and the Wreck. So, and, the, and it all, you know, yeah, everybody knows each other, and it's it's kind of yeah. the, you know the it's rock like tight, scene sort of like rock, that. Yeah. yeah, tight rock scene. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that your uh, your style is very different now with what you play with the band with uh, Robert John and the Wreck. What was your style? What were you kind of playing beforehand, and and how difficult was it to kind of transition to that? Um, so, I mean, I've always been a rock focused player. I, I would, I would always consider myself a rock player above say like a blues player or something like that, just in terms mm -hmm. of the way I approach the instrument and the way I, I perform. Um, I've always been really big on trying to make a show out of things and, and use the stage, uh, within reason, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, um, uh, so I so the first band I played in out of high school was we had a group called Kaleidoscope and we spelled it wrong on purpose because we thought it would be cool to combine the word collision with you know kaleidoscope like the psychedelic thing. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, totally. I like yeah. That. Co yeah. Kaleidoscope, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh and it was kind of like a psychedelic, like it was very influenced by the doors and it had like we had like some Zeppelin y kind of stuff, we had some kind of Hendrixy kind of stuff. It was all sort of in that melting pot of of classic rock sort of stuff but kind of psychedelic just a four-piece i played guitar we had a singer bass player and a drummer and um that's great i started off in that and then um i i had already sort of started delving into kind of um more like jazz fusion stuff i was getting into progressive rock and um uh, like frank zappa and stevie wonder and things like that yeah um, and and learning solos from that music um 
learning riffs and licks and ideas and things like that, really diving into that sort of subgenre of music and uh, started writing my own music kind of just personally. And the first band I was in kind of fell apart. And then I was kind of, kind of playing in more sort of country influence stuff. Um, I oh, was interesting. In called <laughs> Professor Columbo. That was sort of like, we had kind of a garage rock thing going on, but we also played like country songs in like a rock style. And we even did a set for one of those Halloween shows where we played all Leonard Skinner tunes. Oh, wow. Um, oh, that's cool. So I, that's so I learned like the Freebird solo with another guitar player. So we actually played, you know, how it's double tracked in the studio. Yes. We actually did the live double tracked Freebird solo. And oh, we were, like, wow. Doing the oh, that's like, go to the next awesome. one. <laughs> doing like the doing it. It was really cool. It was oh, with this guitar awesome. player, Alex Vo awesome. in the scene. And uh, yeah, it was it was super duper fun. So I was kind of absorbing, interestingly enough, all these influences that would go on to kind of pay off. You know, I was learning how to play slide guitar uh, in one way before I joined the band. And the next thing I know, it's sort of like a culmination of all this sort of things. And um, yeah, I've been pretty adamant about, um, you know, hanging on to my stylistic influences in terms of like, you know, bringing kind of a psychedelic edge to the yep. uh, guitar sounds and, and guitar styles and riffs and things like that to this band. And um, it doesn't seem to be unappreciated. Um, you know, I've gotten compliments from people and people, you know, notice like, oh, you're kind of like more of a psychedelic guy than than Chris was not in a not in like a, you know, any one thing is better than the other. But just my approach uh, is very sure. influenced from that world, probably more so than the average uh, like Southern rock band. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. No, I think we definitely hear that on this late because you're playing on this latest album. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Is that you want? Yeah. Yeah. The, the three uh, most recent records. So, OK, the first record I did with Robert John, the wreck was Take Me Higher. And then okay. last light on the highway, and then the most recent one, China. Light I think Brothers. last light on the high, last light on the highway to me is such a masterpiece album. We, I really Thank love you. that record. Yeah, Thank that's you very great. much. Your, man. your guitar playing is just, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Thanks, I'm, man. I'm actually, I gotta tell you, Henry, I'm, I'm pretty surprised because like the slide playing that we're hearing, and it is odd because as a guitar player, I'm always trying to figure out what the heck you guys are doing you know on right. albums as yeah, you probably yeah. do as well and like it, i think sure. it's like on shine a light on me brother like the first track i'm like this the yeah. solo comes in and it's like wait a minute that's not a slide solo but it is and it's yeah. like oh it's like a hybrid yeah. thing that he's doing yeah. so when you said that and you know what's really funny about you saying that as well as the other guy that plays like that is scott holiday who's from huntington right. beach too isn't he, he is. what is it he a huntington lives, beach thing he lives like <laughs> a couple blocks down from me actually oh no yeah. kidding wow yeah I loved watching him. So, you know, I haven't seen you oh, guys yeah. live, but I, I, I'm, I'm, we're going to have to come and see you guys live at some point because it's amazing to watch you do to watch that kind of playing because it's just something that like I just like I don't understand it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doing it. And I'm like, wow, you know, and, you know, I'm not a great slide player. I, I can barely play slide. So it's like slide just amazes me in general. So right, like, right. and then when you guys do it hybrid, it's like, it's just amazing, <laughs> but the, but it does, it creates this kind of a different sound. That, it is. It's a, yeah. That is really kind of a unique thing. And um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, that, that's all, it's all, it's all great. Um, so you basically like got into, did you go right into kind of in a, in a kind of, um, just to when did you did you just do a like did you get right yourself into bands that are original bands or did you do like covered the cover band thing 
I've done I've done both um, and not in any particular linear sequence of events. You know, I've okay. kind of like flip flop between doing. Both oh, you and, have okay. and, and a mix um, okay. like I like I would play at this place in Long Beach and I would always like find like last minute bass players and drummers. And okay. my set list would be all covers. Okay. But it would be like blues stuff. So it's like, oh, it's just a one, four, five, or it's like a, a song that has like a verse and a chorus and there's like four chords in the whole song. Ah, okay. Okay. And all right. and it would be like we'd play like um we'd play like Neil Young down by the river. And yeah. It's like, you know, it's it's relatively easy enough. And then I can I can kind of like do this, but like we're going back to the top, or like, or like, you yeah. know, this is the end of the song, you know just improvising basically sets of music, you know, yeah. three and a half hours of music yeah. because I have, you know, the lyrics in front of me and we're just kind of being background music. It's, it's kind of a fun place to sort of, and when you've got good guys backing you up, just kind of go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. So we do like down by the river by Neil Young for like 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and it'd just be like, you know, with a trio. Right. So it'd just yeah. be like, I'd just be like playing a lick and then all of a sudden we're in a completely different groove and it's this whole, you know, yeah. It's just, so yeah, it was right just, on it. Yeah. It's just kind of an improv thing loosely based yeah. around some covers. Okay. Yeah, cool. And, and okay. I've done more tight cover bands where we do yeah. it like the record as well. I've even done some bass gigs for cover bands. Oh really? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, right. And, and, uh, yeah. and I was actually playing drums as well uh, at one point. Um, oh wow. Oh wow. Jeez. Now, you got, now do you guys, <laughs> do you guys do any covers consistently when you guys play when you go so, tour, so when we when we tour, um, we actually pretty much forget about the covers. Interestingly enough, unless unless like it's like a request or something like that, or somebody at a like, um, excuse me, this last tour when we were in Europe back in September, um, at one of the shows, I guess one of the promoters had uh, passed away, or or one of the people in charge of directing the show had passed away, and. Um, they asked, they requested that we play Simple Man by Leonard Skinner in his memory. So that's oh, okay. like one instance of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but basically not, the only, yeah. the only other time we'll pull out covers is if we have to do like a long bar set or something like that. But okay. even in that event, a lot of times we'll just go through the back catalog and play, you know, um, whatever originals we kind of have. Cause we have so many originals at this point that we play that. It's, yeah. There's lots of material you guys can yeah. pick from. Yeah. There's not exactly. really a need need for that. Yeah. Okay. That's there's interesting. Not. Yeah. But yeah. So, okay. So you kind of done it all and you're kind of yeah. leading up to this, to right, this right. band and doing it all. Yeah. Cause it's always interesting to me how like players evolve, you know, like mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, cut their teeth playing covers right. and then, and then they get into original yeah. bands, but it sounds like you kind of did a little bit of everything. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I was I was writing my own riffs or coming up with my own ideas pretty shortly after like, you know, obviously every guitar player learns how to play by learning or or for yeah. the most part, you know what I mean? The vast majority yeah. of us when we pick up an electric guitar, you know, we're going to learn like smells like teen spirit by Nirvana or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, like that was one of the, and that was the coolest thing ever. Like I remember how I felt when I was like, Oh my God, I can play Nirvana right now. Like I can play like the power chords and do like, I'm playing like a song I'm doing it. Like, and, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't long after learning how to play riffs that I was sort of like kind of coming up with my own stuff and, and sure. sort of recording ideas and um, things like that. I had a computer. I figured out how to use recording software pretty early on. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Wow. So you so pretty much it. got right into you pretty much got right, right. You right into the original game. So. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I would say yeah. pretty early on. And, yeah. and it's not like as soon as I did that, I was like, well, screw the, like I still to this day, you know, if I hear a cool song, I'm like, oh, man, let's learn that. 
you oh, cool. how to play that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, cool. I, I always am, am trying to learn some new things. And if I hear it on something, like, oh, that's even better than, you know, trying to make something up. I can just kind of rip this off and, and it makes for a good Instagram <laughs> yeah. video or something like yeah, that. That's oh, right. I just solo, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. It, it, now, totally, how did that, totally how, I'm sure that, I'm sure the pandemic, like, like everybody else gave you a lot of free time to kind of do that kind of stuff. How it, did you guys, did. did you guys get, how did you guys get through the pandemic? Did it kind of spawn a lot of new material or were you guys kind of just hanging out and doing your own thing? And then, and you know, what, what, what'd you got, how'd you guys pass that time? When, when, uh, everything first shut down in March of 2020, um, we, we did kind of do the thing everybody else was doing where we sort of were like, all right, we'll, we'll work on stuff over zoom and sort of like rehearse things. Mm -hmm. And I was going over to, um, Steve's house at the time I was living in Costa Mesa Steve's house was right down the street from me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go over there. And what's the worst that can happen? You know, we're just going to be in his house working on music. It's yeah. Like, I need to do something, you know? Yeah. And um, about a month in, we just said, screw it. We're just going to do it. And we're going to get together and rehearse and do this thing. And, you know, if we get in trouble for it or whatever, so be it. Like, <laughs> you know, we need to, we need to at least keep this thing moving so that, Totally, you know, when, yeah. when, when things blow over because they will, um, you know, we haven't, we haven't lost any momentum. So we, we went pretty quickly into like working on just first rehearsing our material and staying tight, but we went pretty quickly into like writing new material. Cause we were like, well, there's no shows happening. So we might as well start writing stuff. Um, and so last light on the highway had already been recorded. We recorded last light right before actually the pandemic happened. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and, and we had been kind of hanging on to it for a little bit, hanging on to it because we, we had intended to release it, uh, in our European tour that has since been, uh, postponed two or three times now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> so, uh, so we, we hang, hung on to that for the sake of pushing it. And then we realized like, we're not going to tour in support of this basically at least in, for another year or something like that. So we just said here's some videos, here's some music you can listen to, here's some stuff you can stream, you can order some vinyl if you want. Um, yeah. At the very least, it gives people some new music to listen to. And so uh, you we got, got, that's cool. We got put on radio in, in the UK and, and things like that. We got placement on Planet Rock, which is like the big station out there. We had, I think, Omis Carolina was on there for like 12 weeks or something like that on the A-list rotation. Oh, that's great. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's and that, very that cool. helped us out a lot out there. Um, oh, I bet. Yeah. On the most recent tour. Oh, okay. What's cool. the fan? What is the, so you guys have been to Europe a number of times. What is, what is it like touring over there with the type of music you guys do? And it just seems like a lot of Europeans seem to like, like this style of, of music a lot. Like a lot of other similar bands seem to do very well in Europe. What, what's been your take when you guys have been over there? Well, I think it goes back to the old blues guys, right? Cause you had, right. um, you had, or even the rock and roll guys, you know, uh, there was always, a little bit more of an appreciation for uh, jazz, blues, rock and roll, anything like that from, you know, all the stuff that had come from America over there. Um, and yeah. I think it just kind of goes back to that lineage basically where it's like uh, we're sort of the next link in the chain in a way, basically. And um, there's just a different atmosphere, I think culturally in terms of like, like when you go to a concert, like you were going to the concert, you know, like people aren't really like, on their phones as much maybe it is to like take a video or something like that but they're 
like especially in germany you know all the guys have their beers in their hand and their arms across and they're like they're really like they're taking you, you it you can't in. tell if they're enjoying it or not but, <laughs> but they are but they're very you know just the way that they uh conduct themselves as people um there's a different they're different like social norms and body language and things like that and you can tell just from the vibe in the room you can pick up from people's body language that they're they're more consciously you know they're like consciously like in the moment trying to you know get information from you or 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 uh for lack of a better word or or like really enjoy the moment really like yeah. take it all in and and they're you know just there's there's a little bit more respect i feel like yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree with that because you, you know, if certainly everywhere, a lot of people deeply appreciate music, but I always mm-hmm. feel like every time I've watched anything live uh, anywhere in, in Europe, there's always like this just some kind of a like a deeper thing going on with the audience yeah. and the band. Yep. It's it just, it's a wild thing to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great point, Henry, that like it's like a continuation of the kind of rock, the blues based kind of rock and roll that yes. really a lot of a lot of, you you know, bands in Europe, you know, made popular to some extent, even though, even, right. you know, but it's also American bands, like you said, that have were incredibly successful. Right? Yeah. Like Hendrix, supposedly Hendrix was popular over there before he was popular he was. over here. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that's just was, a fact. Right. So that's how it is with so many yeah. bands, too. So many yeah. rock and, and blues influence bands um tour over there even like like i heard something funny about like uh like rage against the machine toured over there like five times before they even did anything big in the united states yeah so it's it's like interesting yeah this just american bands in general are just you know there's a there's a commodity for it out there and people are you know kind of a constant demand for it um that's great yeah. yeah. Do it's, you it's really did, cool. so so did you find that like at least as long as you've been in the bin, have you found that it's like a harder kind of nut to crack in the States? Oh, definitely. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. It's uh I don't know exactly what it is, but it's but there's definitely it's definitely a little bit harder to get people to come out. Um yeah. and um, and we're not selling quite as many tickets quite yet, but we're working on it. We're working on uh you know, getting a better promotion machine behind things. And I, I think we're going to start seeing some better stuff coming up here, which is exciting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's something about that. We talk about this. We've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast. There's something about, you know, at least in the States about like as a band, you know, live stuff in general, just comp- it competes with kind of everything. I feel like Americans these days are happier, like watching, like staying home, watching Netflix. Right. right. It's like, it's yeah. Like, it's it's, I, I think that's just across the, like I, you know, I play in a local cover band it's like, mm-hmm. we find we have the same thing. It's like, it's just hard to pull people out. You know, it's like, yeah. You guys are going to have a good time, like come out and listen to this, you know, and Dave and I, we go to shows as much as we possibly can. <laughs> I think yeah. I got COVID at a show, right. um, actually the Almond <laughs> family, the Almond family revival, oh, no. which was, which was incredible. Dave says it right. was impossible that I got it there, but anyway, I definitely got it just being <laughs> out. Right? right. And, um, you know, but I think that's right. I think like people are, especially now with the pandemic, it just makes it even, we, we, I think we saw it kind of leading up. And now even after the pandemic, it's like, now it's like, you know, I guess we're still in the pandemic, but now it's like, you're even more up against it to some extent. Yeah. 
because people mm-hmm. have retrenched in their kind of in their in their zones. But um, but yeah. So but but again, like you guys are fighting the fight and you're bringing it. Like we've seen some live stuff for you guys on on YouTube, and you know you guys are bringing it. So you definitely have a lot to uh, offer. So I think you know you guys keep doing it, and it's just gonna keep growing like wildfire. <laughs> Thanks, extent. man. I appreciate it, that. Yeah, I mean you're putting on the show, which is just it's just right. awesome. It's just awesome because I think Dave, when you first told me about this band, it was one of the live shows, right, Dave? That I think you sent me, and I was like, "Whoa!" That was the first, that was I was the first like, thing I had seen. Yeah, and the like, energy, the these energy, guys are just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> the energy you guys had on stage, like that's that's what's going to bring the people out and keep them coming. Totally. Back. So, totally. you know, I I did want to get into. It's actually not on our list of questions here, Dave. So don't don't get mad. But um, you know, like the business <laughs> side, it actually leads into like the business uh, side of this because right. that's another thing we like to talk about on the podcast, right. which is you know, Spotify is somewhat killing the industry, not killing, but yeah. changing changing yeah, the industry to some things. extent. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have to rely on live and selling merch and vinyl and stuff like that, it gets a little more complicated, but right. like, how are you guys manage that? Like, I assume you have like management. Do you guys have, do you, are you guys on a label or are you independent? How, we're how we're independent on okay. uh, at the moment. Okay. Um, we, we may be doing some stuff in the future, but I, but at least at the moment we're everything's awesome. been released independently. So, so yeah. far. That's awesome. So, so how does it work? Like, do you have a manager that you work with? Do you guys do it yourself? We're, <laughs> we're in <laughs> we're in the process of of transitioning. I think okay. some things over to uh, uh, some management at the moment. Okay. Uh, but all up right. until this point, we've been self managed. It's been all that's incredible. All, oh man, all in house. And I and I don't I don't want anything to do with it. You know, I Good I said for you. The, I was like I was like. <laughs> I, like you guys have your shit together on all the <laughs> online, even before I was in the band. Like, you guys, you know, and they figured out, you know, there's all this stuff, information flying back and forth. We have like a band text thread and yeah, like half the yeah. time it doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm just like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't, I have this cool idea or yeah. can you play this show? I don't care. <laughs> You're like, Hey guys, I'm laying like, Hey guys, I'm laying down the licks. Do you see what I'm right. doing with this pinky slide thing? <laughs> like this is not easy. Exactly, man. That's right. <laughs> Come on, guys! <laughs> Come on, guys! That's what we we need. Uh, like a sh- we need like a t shirt with like the pinky slide thing. Right. I don't know. Gotta, <laughs> do some, gotta do something like that because I think it's like yeah, it's one of the coolest things ever. Um, Thank you. Um, it's very cool. Um, okay, so that's interesting. So you guys are doing all yourself. So yeah, I think that's another thing that we've touched on in this podcast, which is like I, now like it's the, possible. It's yeah, possible. I'm, to I'm do like it. the, the unfortunately I'm like the worst person to talk to about that side of things <laughs> because I'm, I'm sure if you had Andrew or or Warren on here, they could talk to you about all the details. But okay, I, no, it's we one don't of have those to get into where it. I listen to them talk about it, and I'm there at the meetings when You're we like, you know talk about it. it. And it's like, it's like the Charlie Brown. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to know, like, I want to be helpful, but it's just, my brain is just like, I don't yeah, no. Hey, you know, like, you're just like, you're just like, riff. you got riff ideas going on in your head. You're not worried about that. It is well, my that's brain. Why, just, yeah. yeah, but it is, but it is cool that the guys have kind of figured it out. Cause that it's such an, like, I can tell you, it's such an advantage. You can figure it out on your own and not have to rely on people. And right, it's right. like, it's, it seems like it served you guys well so far, you know, right. like one, one of the bands that we actually love, who's an independent band is dirty honey. You know, those guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so they're a great example of an independent mm-hmm. band that is really kind of blown up. You know, it turns out they have management that is right. Like ma- the guy that manages well the Black Crows manages right. them. So like they have yeah. some advantages there. They got but, some plugs. 
Yeah, they got some plugs, but they're not on a label or anything. So they're kind of yeah. they're kind of doing it uh, on their own to s- some extent. But anyway, yeah, I, yeah I'm just yeah. Uh, I think and I think everyone in the band shares a sentiment. I'm just sort of skeptical of what, you know, a label on its own can really do for a band anymore, because yeah. everybody I know that's on a label, the label doesn't really do much aside from just give you something to put your name on or maybe help with uh, distribution or something like that. Um, yeah. and, and on our side of things, it's never, there's never really been any cause for us to justify, you know, we've talked to labels before, but they'll either drag their heels with us or, you know, kind of play games in a way. And it's sort of like, we don't, you know what I mean? We, yeah. we just want to do our thing. And how are you actually going to do something helpful for us? You know, cause we've already got a machine going here. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, that's it's a great perspective, and that I think we're seeing that a lot with a lot of bands that are out there doing it out there on the road. Like you can do it; you don't need a label to do this. You can go on the you can go in the studio and make great great uh, albums these days without like the backing of yeah. a major label or even absolutely. a small label. So absolutely, yeah, it's actually amazing to see. Okay, so that's that's interesting. I won't I won't I won't get any more deeper into that. <laughs> I was just kind of I'm just kind of interested. I got where you guys stand on that, but um, right. You know, well, we I got to ask you about some gear now, right? Right? Yeah, I, mean, I think we're gonna. I think gonna tra- I think we're gonna transition in the gear, but yeah. So of I don't know, maybe like talk about. We'll talk about what you're doing live. Like, what's the rig live? <laughs> okay. Well, so so I actually have this here. Oh, I brought this up. I don't know how well this is gonna translate. Oh, the board. Oh, oh I love this. The, is the, this it. is the the guy. Okay. Right All here. right. Yeah. So I've got a couple toys on here that, and this is like oh. the live board right now. Very so cool. If I can. You want to like you want what I'm do you want to do? like do a rundown? <laughs> yeah, you want to <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, love, this, is, this is awesome. Awkward. If you you know what to do, like hold it up. Yeah, like that, and then we'll, we can yeah. grab that on the on the camera. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a little awkward, but so this is a this is an exotic effects uh, XW one wah. I actually just got this on the board. Um, awesome. It's really versatile. Yeah, and it sort of has that. It's it, it's really the wah sound that's in my head. It's like that cream like. Tales of Brave Ulysses kind of vibe. Yes, yes. It's really got that like old school, you know, Clyde Wah thing. And then this is like my, this is a Wampler Plexi Drive. Plexi, yeah, the Plexi Drive. That is a killer That's pedal. A great it's pedal. It's so good, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It changed the game for me big time. Um, yeah. And I have this on the whole time. Oh, you uh, do? Oh, wow. Yeah, this is wow. on all night. Okay. I literally just you know if it's if it's off i literally have it on no matter what basically and how um, do you have it set yeah what's the, so you, what, you yeah. get a lot of gain I on there do, you know what i usually have it around noon across the board oh really oh, wow oh wow quickly. okay yeah interesting okay and it's got these two switches on it so one of them is like a mid slash gain boost um yeah. i think the manual said that it actually brings in like the circuit from this pedal which is a wampler tumnus which yes. is like a pedal oh, we, we love the tumnus that's like the yeah, pedal so it, we love that pedal <laughs> that's my that's the best pedal it's so good it's so good um yeah. but i leave that off at least at the moment i've i've gone in and out of phases of having it on having it off and then there's yep. like a bass switch that just gives you a little more bass thump it's supposed okay. to emulate like a 412 yep yep yep, yep. sure um yeah. this is a really fun one this is the Walrus Kangra. So one side of it has like a Octavia yep. fuzz circuit. Awesome. And I like using that on power chords. Um, okay. It really makes it sound uh, big and woofy and, yeah. and nasty. And this is like a, a envelope filter um, on the other side. So it has oh, wow. both in, in one pedal, basically. 
Oh, oh yeah, cool. yeah. Check that's, that out. Hey, Dave, I'm surprised you don't have that pedal. But okay. I'm, I'm gonna have to buy all these. Now. Well, I mean, I have, I have a, I have a Tumnus. So otherwise, I don't. Think yeah, I have yeah. Anything else yeah, on your board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is my newest acquisition. This is a Keeley Fuzzbender. Oh, cool. Um, okay. And yeah. it just kind of sounds like it blows your amp up, basically. Um, yeah. I, I think it, it kind of sounds like a tone bender. Yep. And I collect a bunch of fuzz pedals. I think I have nine fuzz pedals now. Um, oh, okay. That I just kind of rotate in and out depending nice. on how I'm feeling. I really like fuzz face pedals too. I have Put a the few fuzz face, fuzz face clones. Nice. Well, we can um, hear. We can. We can definitely hear that in your playing. It's like this guy likes fuzz. <laughs> I think we might have said that. We said like we were like Henry's going to come on. He's going to. We got to talk about fuzz. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I got them all in scattered around in here, so I can talk about those more <laughs> yeah, in depth. Yeah, yeah. And how much I love them. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the Tumnus. Yep. which i actually use as a solo boost um oh you that's do like my, oh interesting. Yeah. okay that's yeah. a great use for yeah. so do you have yeah. do you do like the gain down and volume up thing or do you just yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. generally awesome. depending on what i'm working with um depends yeah. on where the amps are. but this this pedal is actually really loud it has like so much output on it yeah yeah um, they're crazy like that yeah <laughs> yeah just just to get to like you know unity you got to have the volume i can't remember which one's the volume i think it's is it the one? one? Yeah, I, I, I think have it's this one. one. You have to have it like way down just to be at like you know unity gain or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then this is a super tremolo. Um, oh, cool! I love this thing. And this little guy next to it is a DoD expression pedal. And if it were on, you would see that the light is changing speed. Oh, so, so you're I doing just... the tremolo speed with the yeah. expression. Oh, that's very yeah. cool. Okay. That's yeah. very cool. And, uh, yeah. yeah. When we play live, I like doing ramps with it, like kind of how like a Hammond organ player does with their Leslie. Yes. Um, yes. I sort of do ramps with the tremolo and that's, that's a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then cool. being an absolute Hendrix nerd. I have to have a univibe. So this is the full tone Deja vibe. Cool. And again, and, that's got the expression kind yeah, of built I, in, obviously. I saw that they made yeah. one with the wah style thing. And I was like, yeah, I need to have that. Like, that's I can't just do cool. that. I can't just like kick the knob like a lot of people do. I have yeah, to like, yeah, have, yeah. Oh, have that's the pedal. Oh, that's um, cool. And then uh, this is a MXR carbon copy. I've had the same one for, I think... 10 or 11 years wow classic and it has never yep. failed me yeah i just yep. love it dude i honestly <laughs> it's a great I, pedal it's a great pedal yeah, I, it really is it gets you what you need and i know you got a yeah. jhs3 series which one is that it's the reverb <laughs> oh the reverb. reverb very nice yeah. oh cool okay. yeah awesome. and that's just right there at the end and i just uh you know um it's it's mostly there in the event that i maybe something goes wrong with the amp and I have to use a backline amp or I just feel like using an amp that doesn't have reverb on it. Yeah. I just love having a little, oh, little totally. splash. Yeah. You got to fill have, out the sound. You got to. Is um, that more like an always on thing for you when you don't have amp reverb or. Yeah. 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 I have this on all the time and I, yeah. and I find myself switching it on anyways. Cause it's just a, it's honestly just a really great sounding reverb personally. Yeah. Yeah, I um, haven't heard. I haven't played that one, but um, yeah, those three series are great. I have the fuzz, and the fuzz is great. Okay, so I mean, it's like affordable and just awesome. So yeah, I'll I think have to check that J one out. Yeah, check it out. Like JHS, no, I'm not a fuzz expert. I don't know what right. circuits it, it's based off of, whether it's a fuzz face or whatever right. tone bender, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah, it's it's very it's very cool. It's very cool. Okay, um, I'll so you should check it out. out. But um, so what does that go into? Are you playing into clean amps most of the time? What are you what I, are you playing into? I try to have the amp, um set right on that edge you know okay. like not not too distorted um because depending on the amp 
that can often be the indicator of how much volume you have. Sure. So yeah. I need to have I need to have headroom on whatever amp I'm using because okay. otherwise when I go for the solo boost it's not going to get louder it's just going to be more gain. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I always try to have the amp kind of right just as it's starting to you're starting to hear some crispiness. Um, nice. That's ideally where I like to have it. Yeah, okay. And then you kick in that plexi drive and that kind of it gives you like a like a set of gain, like a flavor right, exactly. of gain on top of that. A flavor yeah. of gain on top of it without the loudness. Yeah. Um, wow. And it just really it cool. just kind of sets the stage. And then that's why I have the tumness set later, because if I had it before, it'd just be boosting the plexi drive. So that way it's just, you know, giving me a nice big volume boost, basically. Gives you a little bit more. And then a little flavor too. That exactly. Tum- yeah, yeah, that little tumness. It, it fattens it yeah. up. It, yeah. it really does in a really good uh, way. It has a really pleasant low mid um kind of fatness to it that 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 uh i don't hear in other clones yeah um and yeah. i found it very appealing i i tried about five different you know because i because uh because warren our bass player actually has a clone. oh and, really and oh, well wow. fell in love with it i was like <laughs> well yeah. I, yeah I was like and that's a whole crazy story about how he has that but that's basically something his dad got back in the 90s and wow one day he was just like, oh, here's this old pedal. And Warren has all these pedals. And one of them's a clone his dad had. And so crazy. So oh, he's so hanging on to it. So have you played it? Like, have you played yeah. through it? So it does live yeah. up to the hype in it's, your opinion. It's on, it's on the records. It's oh, on, it is. That's all right here. Last night on the highway. Yeah. Oh, awesome. But, but the, the, the kicker is I did the Pepsi challenge after I bought the Tumnus. And I told Warren to turn his back. And I said, I'm going to play pedal number one i'm going to play pedal number two and he turned around laughing he goes i can't tell the difference man oh wow <laughs> that's incredible that's that's yeah. great that's amazing i, I don't know I literally if anybody, can't tell the difference. i don't know if anybody was willing to admit that anybody that has paid like right. the, the current right. prices for, for right. a clone so that's yeah. oh that's that's a well, great story you know <laughs> you might be able to hear some differences in in individual pedals too but yeah but for our purposes and also you know you'll probably only hear those when it's you know the guitar by itself or something like that like once you get into a full band setting and there's all sorts of other stuff going on is it really is there really like a practicality there does it really make that big of a difference i don't think so right yeah probably not so so what like if you have to if you had to like pick an amp to play through like your ideal amp what would it be would it be like a fender amp would it be a marshall that set more i love marshall's okay i'm a a big marshall fan Um, i i really like i have this amp currently that i've been running that's a uh it's kind of a clone of the low wattage like the 20 watt marshall heads yes it just has two channels a bright channel and normal channel and then like a tone knob and i always I always do the Y cable so I can kind of do the, you know, the jump, yeah, whatever the, jump the, the, channel, the yeah. gain staging thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I really like base fender baseman, like the 59 baseman, the 410. Yeah. I really like those two. Um, so yeah. And, and, but I mean, those are the basis for what became Marshall's anyways. So it's, they totally like, are. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and I, I played a basement on this, uh, this cruise we just did the keeping the blues alive at sea cruise. And I was like, Oh, I might have to get one of these. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you talk, can you, t- can you talk about, well, I want to hear about your good, let's talk about your guitars then, and then sure. maybe we can close it out with keeping alive, keeping blues alive. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, like, man. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Talk about your guitars. Like what's your number one? Sure. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do something real quick. I'm going to just grab it. Yeah. Yeah. Go I ahead. I have it here. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. 
exciting. Yeah, this is very cool. It's like our own little rig rundown <laughs> like, on, the, on the podcast. This is, this is the it. first rig rundown on, on, on this podcast. So this is exciting. Yeah. Oh, I Alrighty, see it. Back. I kind of see it. So I this is Ooh. my oh. current number one. Yes. Boom. And um, this is actually an Epiphone Firebird. Get out of oh, here. Oh, interesting. Is it an Epiphone <laughs> Firebird? And it's it was made in the old year of 2020. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, and the, the reason why I got it was because I thought, you know, I've always, I've always been fascinated by the Firebird. Yep. And I was like, well, everybody's saying this is a real neck through. So, and that's the, that's the thing that makes the Firebird what it is. Yeah. You got to have the whole neck yep. through thing. And I got it and I was like, yeah, it's a, this is all one piece or, or nine pieces or whatever it is, but, yeah, it's, yeah. but it's, you know, it all comes through. It's a yeah. neck through. Yeah. And um, oh, that's awesome. It just uh, felt great immediately. Oh, that's great. In my hands, it felt it felt like home right away. And oh, I awesome. wasn't impressed with the pickup. So I had these Seymour Duncan um, mini humbuckers, and they're just like the vintage low output ones. Yep, yep, um, yep. Those are, yeah, I that's had, awesome. I had a set of these made for another guitar that they didn't sound great in. Um, and these were actually supposedly made or wound by MJ, which is the lady that does like, she'll do like Jimmy Page and Slash. Yeah, and I've heard about her. Yeah. Yeah, MJ. So these are MJ wines. Cool. And um, threw them in and it just turned this thing into a beast That's uh, awesome. immediately. And then I really like these uh, bridges. They're made by Tone Pro, no, GraphTech. Oh, GraphTech yeah. bridges. Okay, yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. Saddle, the saddles are made out of the tusk material. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. And then yep. this is like, this is the Dusenberg less trim. Oh, I was going to ask what trim is on there, man. Yeah, That's not a, the, uh, the Vibrolo. Oh, that yeah. those are cool. And they, and it stays in tune. It does pretty well. Cause those yeah, Dusenbergs. I've been having some issues with it, to be honest with you. Oh, recently. Okay. When I first put it on, it was great. Yeah. But recently I've been having some issues with it. So I got to get it looked at. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the nature of the beast. It happens. Um, I'm yep. sure these are, are, you know, this thing worked great for me for a long time, but I, I may have just over abused it possibly. <laughs> <laughs> the, hey, um, you know, you're out there playing. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah. it's, but I love it. Cause you didn't, you don't have to do anything. You can just put it right on the studs. Yeah. You don't have to do anything with the guitar. No, just more drilling and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So this is my, this has been my number one and I, I pick up other guitars and, you know, even guitars I've had for way longer and, I love them, but then I pick this thing up and I'm like, I just don't, I don't feel the need to yeah. play anything else. Cause it's not only does it feel great, but it's actually extremely versatile. Yeah. Um, okay. You can get a lot of sounds out of these guitars. Yeah, um, sure. The mini wow. humbuckers are probably my favorite pickup. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, great. Yeah. You just into that sound. Well, I mean, it's, is that what we're hearing on the records too? So this is actually, well, that actually was 20. Not, yeah, that this has actually not been on any recordings yet. Oh, it hasn't. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. When, so the, the last slide on the highway guitar, the main guitar for that was an SG special. Oh, with, okay. With mini humbuckers in it. I don't have that in the room with me right now. Okay. But that's if okay. you, if you see any recent <laughs> videos, that's the one I have tuned to open E. Okay. And oh, doing, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm doing songs like old friend and don't let me go on that guitar. Oh, um, okay. All right. And that's the right. one where I, you know, those are the songs where I definitely utilize more of the pinky slide thing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's in an open tuning. Yeah, we wanted to ask you about that actually. Do you do sure. a, do you do a lot of the your slide work in open tuning, or do you are doing are you doing some in standard? How does every it 
every song that I play in open E, I use a slide on. Okay. And I use a slide on about maybe two or three songs that uh, I play in standard tuning. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. That's another thing like slide and standard tuning. Like, like I just can't, I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know what the heck's going on. <laughs> it's, it's different. It's a, it's a different beast. I think ultimately it's, it's definitely harder because um, yeah. there's yeah. less bar shapes involved exactly. with it. Yeah. 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 But I think it's, it's easier to kind of develop your own sound that way. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, and we do have a couple songs where I do use the, the slide, the hybrid thing that I talked about where I'm playing licks and then switching between slide. Um, okay. But shine a light on my brother. The song is an open E song. So I, that I do do the, you know, switching between standard licks and slide playing and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can hear that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so what was on that, that album? What guitar were you playing on that? Album? Um, so that was, that was that SG that I just talked about. Okay. Um, it was a lot of a strat. I used a strat a lot. Oh, on shine a light on me brother. And then I'm going to grab, let's see if I can just reach it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, this is. Oh yes, that's oh, yeah. I think we saw you with that. We watched some shows you, you with with some stuff on YouTube, and maybe you had that guitar. I think. Yeah, so this is just a this is just a 2004 um, SG Gibson SG standard standard. Yeah, awesome. 61 reissue. Um, but the thing about this guitar is, I had these pickups put in. That are made by my friend Soli out in France. Um, I'm not sure what part of France he's in, but he he's a he works on vintage pickups and uh, he makes various different models of vintage style pickups. And these are like PAFs, basically just like slightly overwound PAFs that um, oh, he cool. hit me up actually in the middle of the pandemic and was like, you know, um, what kind of pickups do you like or what kind of pickups do you need right now if you could get some pickups? And I'm like, oh, I you know I. I kind of need some better pickups for this new SG I got. And, uh, and he's like, Oh, I just sent it to you. I'm like, Oh, I didn't buy anything. He's like, no, they're for you. Like, I want you to have them. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so hey, he that's just sent, awesome, me, man. He like, sent me two boxes of his, of his pickups and incredible. Um, yeah. And so I, I put those in this thing and it just took the tone on it through the roof completely. And the trend and on that, you said that's a 61 kind of reach. Yeah. So that's like the Vibrola. This or, is a Bigsby. Oh, it's I a bit. Oh, sorry. I didn't yeah. see it. It's a big. No, no. Yeah, it's okay. my bad. Uh, it, okay. it came to me with the stop tail. I bought it from another friend of mine who plays in another band. Um, and he had, he had sort of retired it basically. And he, he made like an Instagram post and was like, I'm selling this SG. And at the time he actually lived like right across the street from me. So I just walked over mm-hmm. there. I was like, Hey, can I come like check it out? And I checked it out. I was like, Oh, I got to have it. Like, and he gave it to me for a really good price. And still to this day, I'm like, dude, I think, I think you lost. Like, <laughs> I think I'm you sorry. made a mistake. Like, yeah, that's you, a... This guitar is great. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoops. And he'll, and he'll still see, he'll still like see pictures of it on my Instagram or whatever. And he'll be like, I missed that guitar. I'm like, I bet you do, man. Sorry. <laughs> that's so great. Too late that's now. Cool. Yeah. And the Bigsby you like though, that's, that's staying in tune for you. No, no issues. It's, with it's the good. I don't, yeah, not really. It's, it's pretty solid actually. And I, I don't know. really use it too much. And, and okay. the other thing too, is you can't really do anything too crazy with the Bigsby like it. It yeah, you can't really like mean. dive bomb it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know it's a pain in the neck to change strings with the Bigsby. 
So, so that's the best part about it is it doesn't have to be because I got this this little Vibermate guy. Oh yes, it. I've heard about that. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I heard about these through Scott. I was watching an interview where he okay. was talking about them. Okay, and, and he was like, "Oh, these things." And I remember putting the Bigsby on the other SG um, was the first guitar I had. This Bigsby on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I was like, "This is." A pain in the ass. It's terrible. I'm not yeah, gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this every time I have to change strings. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just went ahead and ordered it, and I was like, "Yeah, it's called. I think it's called a spoiler." And oh, I spoiler. Just, okay. Like, okay. I, I'm never not. I don't care. I'm never not having a Bigsby without this thing. Like, have you have you seen? If you're a Bigsby fan, have you seen the Bigsby pedal? Have you seen this thing? No. Ga- Game changer audio. I think. They got it licensed from a Fender who owns the Bigsby name now, I guess. And it's like a pedal. It's like a foot pedal that looks like a Bigsby and like does the kind of tremolo thing. Oh, yeah, vibrato. Yeah, yeah. So you should check it out. Like Game Changer Audio. Yeah, Yeah, it was a real Bigsby deal when it came out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we told yeah we didn't warn you that we have dad jokes on Guitar Dads. I I kind of figured. But yeah, Dave yeah. thought it was. But Dave, you thought that was a dumb, dumb idea that pedal. But maybe it's a cool idea. No, I thought it was a. I thought it was a joke when we first, when you first sent <laughs> it to me. But it's a real thing. It's a real pedal. Yeah, 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 yeah. the game changer audio. Yeah. So 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 they're awesome. Yeah. So Henry, tell us about the. You know, tell us what it was like on this. You know, keeping blues alive cruise. Have you have you guys done a cruise before? Or? So we've done three of these same. Uh, oh, you cruises. have done three of them. The, okay, wow. The, okay. Yeah, that was that was our third one. Um, just I guess that was almost a month ago now, which is crazy because it feels like we just got off the boat still. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure. The the first one we did was back in 2019 in August, and we flew to Barcelona, and the cruise took us to uh, what was it, Monte Carlo. Monaco and uh, and uh, Valletta Malta. Oh wow! Um, and those were like I still can't believe I, w- I went to those places. It was like that's <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, huh? I'm sure. So. I'm not, I've like, never been there. there, so yeah, it was wild. Um, I guess they filmed some Game of Thrones scenes on Malta. Oh yes, totally that's right. That vibe. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's really cool. So that was completely obscene and ridiculous. And um, and then the next one we did was actually right before everything got shut down. We just squeezed it in. It was at the end of February of 2020. Uh, we did one in Miami that went to the Bahamas and it was, you know, it was great and, you know, got to do all the fun stuff. And, um, <laughs> and then we got back on March 1st from that whole tour basically. And then like, you know, we basically had like two weeks and then everything was shut down. And wow. um, so we got really lucky as far as the time frame for that one. Yep. Um, yep. And that was, yep. you know, again, really fun. I mean, the, the, all the, it's so cool to hang with, um, you know, the different artists and things like that and, and getting to jam with people and sit in on people's sets. And uh, this most recent one was probably the best one yet, I would say. Yep. Oh, really? Okay, great. Awesome. So we did, we, we actually did our own um, all-star jam where we oh. sent out, we sent on an email um prior a couple of weeks or maybe a month or so prior to actually getting on the boat to some of the different musicians and had uh had six men which is the company that sort of helps staff the event team for these cruises yep. um kind of reach out to all the different artists he was interested in. we got a bunch of uh we got a really good response we got a lot of people 
getting back to us. And there was actually some like pretty big names. So we, we got to play with Jimmy Vivino. We got to play with Eric Gales. We got to play oh, with wow. Chubby, um, v- Vanessa Collier, um, sac- <gasps> amazing saxophone player. Awesome. Um, a couple other people, um, Jeremy Albino, who's a, 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 I guess he's our buddy now <laughs> after playing with him. I'd never <laughs> oh, heard of him before awesome. that, but it was cool. Oh, he played that's... some harp with us. And oh, awesome. but yeah, we, I got to do a, a kind of a guitar duel, I guess, with Eric Gales, which is like totally. Well, okay. Oh, well, okay. Okay. Yeah, hold, we got to hear, we on. have to hear about Talk, this. Tell, hold us on. About, <laughs> tell us about that. How did, well... <laughs> so he, so it was pretty great because we, we sent this email out obviously. And, and, you know, it was sort of like going out on a limb. It felt like, cause yeah, we, we sort of feel like the small fish in this thing. And, and um, we actually are on the same booking agency as, as Eric Gales uh, oh, okay. artists as we, we share a booking agent. So mm. I'm sure that that might've had something to do with it, but it was really cool to hear. Like, you know, I showed up to rehearsal and they're like, Oh, Eric said he wants to do the last two songs with us, which was, um, going back to us talking about doing covers, this was the only one of the only times we've actually done covers um, on, you know, an out of town date. And the whole set was covers, you know, just to make it easy for people to jump in on stuff. Oh, and sure. Yeah. 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 So Eric Gales joined us for a rendition of uh, JJ Kale's Cocaine, <laughs> as made oh. famous by Eric Clapton. By Clapton. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, Red House by Jimi Hendrix. Oh, oh wow! Are there videos of this floating around? I believe around so. On I think if you, I think if you look up like "Keeping the Blues Alive at Sea," yeah, uh, seven or twenty twenty two, you'll probably find one or two. Okay, in there. So um, we'll like, definitely like we will we have saw, to check that out. We saw mm-hmm. Eric in December because he was oh, cool. part of the Almond Family yeah. Revival, mm-hmm. and he just like. I, I that was the first time I saw him live, and I was pretty blown away by the whole. Oh yeah, he's insane. He's just such a monster, right? He's I mean, was monster. it was it? Did you just were you just like blown away playing with him? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a blast, and he yeah. was he was super encouraging, and he you know had had so many nice things to say to me after the fact, and oh, we got awesome. a picture together, and you know okay. he, he kept coming up to me being like, "Oh, you're badass," and like I was like, "Dude, you're badass. What the fuck?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no but well you are man listen hey, listen to those yeah, albums he must yeah. listen to, you should listen to your albums too he's uh <laughs> it's some badass playing on those albums man thanks man um, thank you yeah um so that's wow that's that sounds real that sounds like such a great time like it dave and i good. always joke about we're gonna get on one of these cruises but like we, <laughs> but we could never convince our wives to go, right. to go on them i'm, so. I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah, a tough and, and that's a tough ask <laughs> so. yeah well we, well we did that and so you know this cruise is is put on by uh joe bonamassa yeah yeah right and, um we got an email from jimmy vivino's manager basically asking who if anybody wanted to jump in on jimmy vivino's all-star jam because he did like an all-star jam too oh great and of course i said yes i was like of course i'm gonna play with jimmy Vino. are you kidding me like yeah, that would be awesome. amazing and so it was it was on the pool deck which is like the big stage on the cruise ship and oh okay um and joe's up there and kebmo's up there and i'm like oh they're gonna get off the stage eventually and they're i'm like they're still up there they're still up there <laughs> why are they still up there and then my song comes on and they you know invite me up the stage and i'm like looking at joe and kebmo's right behind me and like oh, Jimmy Vivino's right there. I'm like, this is insane, dude. You gotta be wow. kidding me. 
So did, so you, I, did you play that? So you played the song with Joe and Keb Mo. I did. And, wow. and I, I didn't expect Jimmy to do this. He kind of just let me take like an intro solo and he was singing. It's called uh, the song called uh, It Hurts Me Too, made famous by Elmore James. I don't I don't know if he wrote it or not, but uh, it's like an old Elmore James tune. Nice, slow blues nice. and yeah i take the first too. two solos and then he he finishes you know his his verse or whatever he goes back and joe's joe's over here and then he goes you know knock yourselves out guys and, and just <laughs> lets us like and i was like what <laughs> no <laughs> wow <laughs> not ready so for this. cool that's yeah, so, so cool I, so i got to trade courses with joe joe yeah, and that pretty, was pretty insane that's pretty too cool how, how is joe to play oh with. he's super nice man he yeah. was he was very very cool dude i got to chat with him a little bit after the fact you, and oh, that's talk great. about guitars and amps and things like that uh, yeah. he, he's a very oh, very sure nice he's guy. got a lot he's got did sure he let, he's got a lot did to he talk let about you, with that stuff did, did he let you play any of his bursts <laughs> he he let me um he he let me uh screw around on one of his strats uh yeah the oh. 55 strat he calls the crescent moon strat oh okay okay and, uh, awesome six pound strat it was like the lightest strat i've ever wow, wow. like yeah with the trem <laughs> too with a tremolo well wow and that's was, light wow, he, he was like he was like check it out this is my 55 i'm like that must be insane like joe yeah, like, was, does joe like bring his whole thing like does he have like all the million yeah, he, guitars he has probably on the cruise I, at least 12 he brings his whole rig on the cruise Jeez. i asked him about it he's wow. like i have my whole rig on on like stage the, here like the dumbbells and everything oh yep. my god his two his three dumbbells his two yeah. marshall silver jubilees his yeah, two high yeah. power twins yeah he has the whole rig up there <laughs> he's got the whole thing oh my god yeah. that's yeah. so awesome. great that's awesome yeah. Well, yeah. it's absurd I mean, t- talk yeah. about a live tone like he's just it's his it's like his live to tone behold. is amazing yeah so Amazing. On st- so on stage was his whole rig up there when you were up not there? for the okay. jam okay it, for right. his sets so i think he yeah. was just plugging into one fender twin because um, i always wondered like how he plays like with another guitar player in his jams like how do they hear themselves over his rig <laughs> <laughs> like wouldn't it be a you'd have to stand like right next to your amp to well make, he's got like move. a he's yeah. got like a switching system going on so i think when other guys are playing he switches he probably, to the yeah oh, he probably okay shrinks it down so it's less amps or or a quieter version of whatever it is yeah, oh, okay yeah, yeah that, yeah, that yeah. would make sense <laughs> he's got a he's got a crazy switching setup going on that i didn't quite fully comprehend but i but he he switches between different combinations of yeah the seven yeah. amps he has on stage i think he has like a leslie cabinet up there too he does he, he yeah, does yep. yeah completely insane yeah. that must have been so cool though to be part of that so that, oh it's that's, wild that's man great. what that's great for you guys that's, that's so good that's um, amazing what, yeah what like great, dave these great these stories cruises, too <laughs> these cruises sound incredible we got to get on they one. are we do it we have to get on one of these cruises. we got to cover this they're the so podcast. fun man they're so much fun we're just they gonna really are. we're just gonna tell our wives that it's just podcast research and we need right. to go right. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. But uh, Henry, I know we're running up on time. We really appreciate your coming on. No problem, man. My this pleasure. Is, this is just really exciting for us, and you know we wish you guys all the success in the world. Thanks, man. Continued success with the band, and you know we can't wait to see you know the new stuff you guys are gonna put out. Um, you know, here you guys get stuff coming out anytime soon, or I, I think you, yeah. so. Yeah, I don't know for sure. When but i but i'm pretty sure we do okay great and you got you guys are hitting europe for a few months and do you guys have any u.s dates uh when you come back already on the uh books? yeah we, we're we're gonna be hitting the road in the states in august uh and i believe uh through september 
And I believe later on in the year, around November, we're, we're going to have some stuff going on. So we'll Are probably guys... have an announcement for that coming out. Uh, okay, cool. Are at you some guys... point in your future. That's awesome. Do you guys make it to the East Coast at all? I hope so. I okay. hope we do. Uh, okay. If we do, you guys will be the first to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. you gotta come. Gotta come to the. I, I know you guys. it is like you guys, you 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 bands that are kind of doing it. You know, um, sometimes you don't make it all the way over. Yeah, you know, like you mm-hmm. hit the south, and maybe you don't kind of make the yep. make the turn up the coast. But that's cool. Yep. You know, you got to get the audience going. We're doing our best to get you the audience, so you know, hopefully, right. we can do it. <laughs> But that's really great, Henry. Okay, appreciate well, it, man. Well, this is re- this has been really great. We really appreciate your time and coming. I appreciate you guys having me, man. It's always yeah. a pleasure. Awesome. Anything else, All Dave? Right. <laughs> no, I think that's it. I think uh, that was this week's uh, Guitar Dads podcast. Okay, everybody, keep rock alive. We'll catch you on the flip. <laughs>